Welcome to How to Talk to Kids About Anything with Dr. Robin Silverman, a podcast loaded with practical tips, powerful scripts, personal stories, and simple steps to make even the toughest conversations easier. So get ready to get the information you need to make the impact you want from someone you trust, your friend, parenting expert, Dr. Robin Silverman. Whenever I speak to parents and key adults in the lives of kids about discussing pornography with children, they cringe. It's an uncomfortable topic for many, and yet we need to discuss it. I discuss it in my book, How to Talk to Kids About Anything, in the chapter on how to talk to kids about sex and porn. Pornography is dangerous for young minds, and if we don't talk to our kids about it, someone else might, and you may not like what they have to say. As the trusted adult, Our viewpoint and values are critical, and we know our children best, so we are the best people to talk to our children about these tough topics. So let's get some pointers from our next guest. Kristen A. Jensen is the author of the number one best-selling Good Pictures, Bad Pictures books and producer of the Brain Defense Digital Safety Curriculum. She founded DefendYoungMinds.com to help parents and professionals raise empowered, resilient, uh, screen-smart kids. Kristen has testified before the Washington State Senate on the public health crisis of pornography and continues to raise her strong voice at international conferences such as the United Nations Civil Societies Conference and the National Coalition to End Sexual Exploitation Global Summit. She is a trusted guest on a variety of media platforms, and she speaks up for protecting children from all sorts of sexual exploitation. Kristen is also the lucky mom of three and grandmother of two and currently lives with her husband and awfully cute dog in Washington State. Welcome, Kristen, to How to Talk to Kids About Anything. It's great to be here with you, Robin. Before we jump in, can you tell us what lights you up and energizes you? Well, I love speaking with parents. Um, I was recently at an event where I got to do two different presentations, one for parents of younger children, uh, which is truly my main audience, and one for parents and kids ages like 12 to 17, so teenagers. And both were just amazing. And Mm -hmm. I love talking to them and hearing their stories and also hearing just, you know, some of their challenges, but also how some of our resources have have helped them. So I guess that lights me up. (laughs) Excellent. Well, let's get the lay of the land. How do we explain pornography or good pictures versus bad pictures to a child? Where do we begin uh, in that conversation? Yeah. Well, that's actually where we begin, right? And that's how uh, the books begin, good pictures, bad pictures. Um, There's, you need to start with a definition right? What is a good picture? Well, here's all these examples of good pictures and we can see them all around us, but what's a bad picture? And, you know, your definition of a bad picture can include a lot of things, but I keep it very simple. Uh, When you are dealing with young children, you really can't afford to be nuanced. You Mm -hmm. really just need to be direct and simple because that's how their minds are thinking at that point. When they're older, and into their teenage years, you're you can be there's lots of nuance you can have there. But when they're young, 
here's a bad picture. Here's a good picture. You're not going to show them bad pictures, but you're going to uh, describe it in a way that they can recognize it when they see it. So they mm-hmm. know, oh, I'm seeing a bad picture. I'm seeing um, somebody without their clothes on um, mm-hmm. that's focusing on the private parts. I, this, this is pornography or this is a bad picture. And now I have to do something about it. So recognizing mm-hmm. is that first step. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many kids may see something and they don't know that this is problematic, you know, they right. feel something, but they don't know. So the first step is give them a definition. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in my book, How to Talk to Kids About Anything, I explain that many young people have seen pornography by age 11. Um, That's what the research said. So I encourage parents to talk about it earlier than they might like. When would you say we should be bringing up this conversation with kids? And why is that important? I believe it's not one certain age. I believe it's Mm -hmm. when a child has any access to the internet Mm. in your home or outside your home on a school bus. Um, I have had so many crazy stories of three-year-olds getting Mm. into porn and imitating it. Oh my goodness. And so, Mm. um, and, and these are not in like troubled homes. These are good homes. It's just that you know, your kids are always one step ahead of you. Like it seems to me, I remember when my kids were young and it was like, oh my gosh, they're already able to do this. I didn't mm-hmm. see that coming. And it's the same with digital devices. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's why, and it was, I wrote Good Pictures, Bad Pictures Junior for ages three mm-hmm. to six, simply because parents asked me to. Mm-hmm. And I looked around and I could see that all these kids are on um, iPads and mm. other tablets and digital devices. So let's give them a warning because, uh, you know, when a kid gets, uh, when your child gets old enough to run out into the street, you begin warning them, right? Don't stop at the curb, mm-hmm. hold mom's hand. Don't run out into the street. A car could come and hit you. Well, when kids are allowed on the internet superhighway, we need to give them a warning as well, right? We need mm. to help them understand the dangers and what to do, you know, if they come across these dangers. Mm, that's really well said. Thank you for that. I love the idea of of comparing it to going out into traffic. And even a, a parent can, can say that just like I try to keep you safe when we go outside and we cross the street. This is another way that I'm working to keep you safe. So we're going to have this conversation. There have been times in the past when my, my children have been like, is this going to be one of those awkward conversations? And I say, well, That depends. Like if you feel like you want to do this thing, you know, you want to go out and do this. You want to be able to go to the park. You want to be able to drive a car eventually, whatever it is, we've got to have these conversations to prepare you because I want you to be safe. So this is one way to be safe. If you want to be able to use this iPad, we need to have these conversations about internet safety. And here's one of them. So if a child sees pornography, by accident, which often happens uh, that way, it can be very jarring for parents and for children. It would be easy to imagine a parent getting very upset or even angry or blame the child because, you know, what are you doing? Clicking on this, 
What do you want parents or key adults to say to kids if they see pornography by accident and they say something to you like, I just saw this? Yeah. What I want to do is um, ask the parent. Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, you should thank the child for coming mm-hmm. and telling you, honestly, mm-hmm. thank them and tell them, you know, good job. That was exactly what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. Remain as calm as you possibly can, because if you get emotional and there's this big blow up, <clears throat> they might not come and tell you again, right? Because right. they don't want to get you upset. Right. Um. So we have a guide called my kids saw porn. Now what? And it, it goes through a smart plan, S-M-A-R-T. And the first one is stay calm. The second one is make a plan. So if you find that your child has seen porn, been exposed to it, um, even if they've been looking at, you know, for it out of their own curiosity, I would say you can, you can say something initially, but you better be really calm and then say, you know, I'm going to think about this, but we will be talking about this you know, later mm-hmm. and then make your plan. And we have several questions, what you can do to have that conversation, what kinds of information you want to find out, but do it in the drip, drip, drip method, not mm. the fire hose method. <laughs> so try to, you know, get, you have a series of conversations and each time I think you're going to get more information and learn more mm-hmm. um, rather than an hour interrogation, right? With lights, you know? Right. You you had mentioned in the the book that, well, I know, especially in the one that's geared towards the a little bit older kids that you originally wrote that, that the brain is something that's really impacted by pornography. And you actually go ahead and explain that to kids. How do you, so for the parents that are listening and the educators that are listening and coaches listening, if a child comes to you and maybe said, I heard this word pornography and, um, and somebody said that it's fine. Is it, is this something bad for me? Or is it, you know, what is it? And you want to tell them, this is not something that's good for you. Here's how it impacts you. What kind of words would you want a, a key adult to use to explain how pornography might impact the child's brain in a way that they would understand it. Right. So I started out with my first book for ages, uh, you know, seven to 11, Mm -hmm. talking about the problem of addiction and how the brain Mm -hmm. can become addicted to bad pictures, to pornography. And this is really step two. I talked about giving the kids a definition. Mm -hmm. And the second step is really helping them understand the the problems, giving them a warning. Here's mm-hmm. what it can do to your brain. And here's how your brain can become addicted. And really the process that I set forth in Good Pictures, Bad Pictures is the same process of addiction, no matter what the stimulus is, no matter if mm-hmm. it's a drug or another type of behavior. So mm-hmm. kids need to understand. And I just felt like addiction was something like more tangible. You can also talk to them about how it changes your perception of people, but that's a little bit more nuanced as they get older, you know, you objectify people. And Mm. in in the book, we talk about, you know, you don't want to look at a person like you look at a ball, right? A ball you can kick, the ball isn't going to scream, the ball isn't going to be hurt. 
But a person, if you kick a person or hurt a person, um, they are going to be hurt, not only physically, but probably emotionally. And mm. and this is what, um, you know, pornography often portrays is people being mean to each other. Mm. Um, and we don't want to teach our brain that that's, you know, really appropriate or acceptable. So giving kids lots of really solid reasons Mm. about why pornography is harmful. um, They, they absolutely need that. You are right. They are going to hear that it's totally normal, totally fine. um, And even necessary. uh, And it is not, it's harmful. It's harmful to their brain. It's harmful to their sexual development. It's a toxic sexual script. Mm -hmm, Right. And it can impact the way that they look at other people, the way that they have a relationship with other people, their expectations for a romantic relationship and how they're supposed to treat the the other person or how they're supposed to be treated. There's a lot to that. And and so to your point, um, it, it can be harmful mentally and physically. And and so we need to say it outright to our kids that pornography is harmful. We don't want you looking at it. So what are the steps that we do want them to do if they see it? Right. So um, we want to give them a plan. So we talked about definition, a warning, and a plan. And that's just the foundation of kind of a digital defense, you know, set of dis- digital defense skills. So um, you can make up your own plan or you can look at the ones in the books. Um, In the junior book, we have turn, run and tell Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, turn away from it. Run as fast as you can to a trusted adult. Tell them what you saw. But there's a more, um, you know, more powerful one in the in the uh, book for older kids called the can do plan. And it starts with, you know, close your eyes, you know, always tell a trusted adult, name it when you see it and talks about the brain science of, you know, what happens when you name something, what part of the brain are you using? Because when you see pornography, the part of the brain that is really activated, the feeling brain, when you see, when you see something, you're going to have that part of your brain activated. Mm -hmm. What you want to do is put the thinking brain in charge. And the way you do that is by labeling it that's pornography. And um, when you label it, you have more power over it. So basically the can-do plan not only tells a child what they need to do when they see it, right? Which is all based on brain science. It's it's really helpful for children to label something, to tell another person. And, um, and then what do you do when those images, because they're very shocking, and the brain is designed to remember shocking things. Mm. So what do you do when those images keep popping up, right? Well, there's a part of the can-do plan that talks about um, being able to distract yourself. And basically, uh, the books describe a way to think about something else really powerful. So it's going to be individual for each child, right? If, if you've got a child that is really into... I don't know, horses or mm-hmm. trucks or I don't know what, but something that has emotional import to them. And then uh, they think about that thing every time it pops in, the bad picture mm-hmm. pops into their mind. What they're doing is they're creating a neural pathway mm. away from the bad picture to something else that can distract them. 
And it won't, you know, the first time they do it, it it needs to be repeated several mm-hmm. times. And it's almost like a process of meditation. You know, you're, you're focusing on something else deliberately mm-hmm. and, you know, your mind will go back to that shocking picture, but just bring it back to, you know, something else that you would like to think about. And I love um, snorkeling in Hawaii. Mm. Don't get to do it very often, but I remember the times I've done it. And that's what I do. I go snorkeling and that is exciting for me. And it's interesting for me. And it's something I always have in my back pocket if I am trying to forget something. And not only just, well, not only pornography, but, you know, maybe other kinds of harmful mm-hmm. or upsetting pictures and videos that they might see. Um, you know, it's a crazy world right now. Yeah. And so this is a technique that I think every kid should learn just to have some digital defense, you know, against the kinds of things, because we can't like totally control what we see anymore. It's difficult. So that's such a good point. And, and that, that does help. Sometimes I give the point that kids can even remember like a favorite show, you know, that they've seen like a movie they've seen a hundred times that they love. And I just say, just start thinking about the movie, like watch the movie in your head so that you're, you're, divorcing yourself from the the turn of events that you're thinking of right now. You're moving to something that you love. You know that movie so well, it starts to play in your head in the same way and that can kind of move them away. I really liked that point that you made yeah, about and another, that. Another thing they can do is get up and do something physical. No, oh, yeah. Requires a little bit of, um, that requires their brain to be engaged as well. That's the optimum thing. Mm-hmm. Know, get outside, go walk, go do something physical. Um, some people will go and play a musical instrument, you know, something that will really just really focus the brain away. But there are times when you cannot get up and go do something and those images come back. And if you're sitting somewhere in a class or wherever, um, you need to have something inside your brain that you can go to. And so mm-hmm. the movie idea is great. Anything that has a lot of emotional import and Mm -hmm. excitement for them Mm -hmm. because you've got to be strong enough to counter the shocking nature of the pornography and also the pull, the pull Mm -hmm. of it. It can be enticing uh, for a child's curiosity. So. Right. Right. And that's a really good point that you're making that this is, it's, it's actually normal to feel enticed and excited by it. And that's why it can be so powerful. This doesn't make our children bad. It doesn't make them wrong. It just is just a normal thing human. that can happen. It makes, yeah, it's human. It makes them human. <laughs> yeah. Biological humans. Now, if you have a robot child, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Then it's totally fine. So give us your, give us your top tip. What do you want people to come away with after reading your books or uh, listening to this podcast? I want parents to be encouraged mm-hmm. with a lot of hope that they have tools and, uh, you know, available to help them uh, navigate what is probably the trickiest, most difficult time in the world for parents. And, mm-hmm. um, Someday, I hope we'll have laws and other technology that will be in place so that our kids can be better protected from all of this stuff online. But we don't have it right now. So we have to help them build an internal filter. So I want the parents to go away and be, you know, know that there are tools and resources and information for them available that wasn't available, you know, 
10, 15 years ago. And so, you know, to use those tools and to just be encouraged that you can make a huge difference in your child's life by preparing them to reject pornography and all forms of sexual exploitation. Mm, That is so beautifully said. Thank you for that. Give us the resource of the week. Where can we go to get more information about you, your books, and the work you're doing? Yes. Well, you can go to defendyoungminds.com. And there we have, you can look at the books, you can look at our curriculum, you can look at our guides. We have several free guides. One is um, how to talk to kids about pornography, a quick start guide, which has some of our best curated advice to get you going uh, very quickly. And then again, we have that, you know, my kids saw porn now what, which is a more of a larger ebook, but it has all of our best advice from therapists to help you navigate that situation, which honestly, super common probably more common than, than not. Right. Mm-hmm. So exactly. we all need to be prepared and then our kids will be prepared and, and they won't be caught off guard, you know, mm-hmm. right. no, and no kid, you know, no kid deserves to face the porn industry alone. And we That's can That's a good them, point. Right. Yes, we can help. Well, I, that is so helpful. Thank you so much for spelling all of that out for us, Kristen. It's so wonderful to talk to you. I just want to thank you for being on the show today and uh, coming to us and, and explaining all of this about pornography and talking to kids about this serious topic. Well, thank you. And thank you for your work. I love the title of your book. Thank you. It's really do need. It's really helpful to have, you know, these scripts and these helps to have these tough conversations. Yes. Thank you so much. Well, I've got my takeaways and sweet friends. I know you have yours. Let's discuss them. Come up onto Facebook and go to the Dr. Robin Silverman page. We can chat about it uh, on Twitter, which is now X and drrobinsilverman.com and TikTok and Instagram. I'm going to be going back and forth with Kristen about all of this the whole week. And I'll be creating memes that you can share with other people about some of the great things she said so that you can share them along with the link to this podcast. And if you love this podcast like I did, I hope you'll go up to iTunes and rate and review it so other people can learn about Kristen, the work she does, all of these solutions and use them in their own homes. I truly appreciate it. That's all the time we have for today, my fellow parents, leaders, and educators. Thank you so much for tuning in to How to Talk to Kids About Anything. For more information on my book, How to Talk to Kids About Anything, or articles, speaking engagements, or curriculum, go to drrobinsilverman.com. So many great podcasts up there. And the show notes to this podcast will be up there as well, along with all the links we just mentioned. I look forward to weathering the storms and enjoying the sunny side of life together. And please remember, even on the days when you fall short, you've got this. You're here. You're getting the information you need. I know it's not easy, but never forget, there's typically a tomorrow. Parenting often provides that tomorrow that we can try again. So if you heard something today and you said, oops, I didn't do it that way, I didn't explain it that way. I shut my child down when they said something. Please know you can try again. You can go to your child and say, whoops, I messed up. Let's do this again. So use that do-over. I see you and I'm right there with you. And as there are moments when we doubt our know-how, our choices, and our sweet sanity, please know you are 10 times the parent you think you are. Until next time, this is Dr. Robin Silverman with How to Talk to Kids About Anything. Please tune in again and keep connecting through conversation. See you next week. 
been listening to How to Talk to Kids About Anything with Dr. Robin Silverman. For more information on books, articles, speaking engagements, or curriculum, please visit drrobinsilverman.com.